We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. And as many of you have already heard, Larry Jacobs is joining us tonight. Who is he? He's the director of the Center for the Study of Politics and Governance at the University of Minnesota Hubert H. Humphrey School and Department of Political Science. He is joining us to talk about this. In August, the FBI's search of the Mar-a-Lago Club for classified documents made national headlines. And at the time, everyone talked about what former President Trump's possession of the documents meant for national security and trust. Now, those same conversations are happening after the story broke this week that President Biden had his own stash of classified documents from when he was vice president, discovered at multiple locations, in fact, including his Delaware residence. And after these two instances and the concerns surrounding them, are they really the same? And what does this mean for the current president? To discuss these questions, we asked Larry Jacobs to join the conversation. Again, he is the director of the U of M's Center for the Study of Politics and Governance, and we appreciate him joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, sir? Good. Good to be with you again. It's good to be with you again. This is deep to me, okay? I don't know how we're going to get past this because we are so divided here in our country. So let's begin with that. We have a former president and we have a current president, and we're looking at the same type of documents almost, right? And I'm just curious to know, what when you first thought about this, what did you think? Well, obviously, it's... Um I describe it as an inconvenient truth. We don't actually know if they're the same documents. So far, what we appear to be looking at with Joe Biden are uh, briefing memos. This would be something like uh, an aide would put together information for Vice President Biden. This was back when the uh, Obama administration was in office, mm-hmm. who would give him a briefing on a uh, world leader he was going to meet with. With, with uh, Donald Trump, we're looking at the most classified uh, documents having to do with the nuclear capacities of other countries, the nature of our weapon systems, um, the nature of our uh, intelligence gathering. I mean, it's, it is the most highly guarded um, uh, documents. They're so important that they're actually numbered. So we're sure that only the people who are, who are you know, in the small group of maybe a dozen people are getting them. So they're very different documents. They're not the same, at least so far. And and I want to emphasize that because I think we're in an early uh, stage. But and the other part, of course, is that that Donald Trump had over 300 documents Um, and Joe Biden. So far, it looks like it's about two dozen. Um, 
So yeah, very, very I remember hearing about that. So far. It sure doesn't sound like it's very different. It sounds as though President Biden is in trouble and uh, Trump, former President Trump is in trouble. And all of a sudden it sounds like the same thing. So what we say has a lot of power, right? And I'm just curious to know what happens now, now that we know how many documents there are so far for Biden and we already know how many documents there were for Trump. I don't know where we go from here. Take us on the, take us to the next movement where you see it's going to happen and you you say, okay, this is the next thing we need to do, and that will lead to what? So what's happening now is an independent prosecutor. Um, uh, this was a prosecutor who worked during the, the Trump administration. Yes. Is going to, has been charged with conducting an investigation. And the first part of that investigation is to document um, and catalog all the um, classified documents that Joe Biden had in his house, in, a, in his garage, or in one or two offices. Um, and so that's step one, is okay. what are we talking about? Because at this point, I think a lot of us are, um, you know, grasping, both those who are, you know, see this as hypocrisy, and, and frankly, folks like me, who so far don't see a, a comparison. Um, then we're going to get into the second stage, which will be a determination by the special prosecutors to whether uh, laws were broken. Um, and that is going on with, with Donald Trump right now with regards to his documents. There's a, a special prosecutor, and they're going to be making the determination whether Donald Trump broke the law in the way he handled those documents. Okay. So to me, as soon as we knew that uh, President Trump actually had documents, I mean, they we could see them, they said classified on them. Immediately, I thought, okay, so this is going to move along pretty quickly. And it hasn't to me. It hasn't. And my fear, sir, is that Americans are no longer invested. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to know about it. You all go deal with it. Let the legal departments take care of it all. I want to know what we should do about it as, you know, as um, the, the, the community of people who vote that really care about something like this. What can we do? to help bring all of this to fruition, to help understand exactly what's happening, why it's happening, and when will it stop? Well, those are great questions. I think step one is to be informed about this. As I said, I, I don't see these situations as comparable because of the number of documents, because of the, the security classification that they're stamped with, and frankly, because the way in which they were handled. As soon as Joe Biden's staff realized that there were some documents that were classified, they were immediately turned over to the Justice Department. Um, there was no, there was no, de, you know, de, no delay in terms of the handling of those documents. With Donald Trump, we had you know a year and a half and multiple backs and forths, and um, it's possible that some of Donald Trump's lawyers are going to be facing uh, punishment because they misled the uh, Justice Department as to uh, the number and uh, classification of these documents. And in the legal world, that's known as malicious intent. Um, and that'll be part of what the special prosecutor. Now, let me just step back and say this. And I, I realize this, this may not satisfy a lot of people, but when you have a president and a vice president leaving office, it is a fast and chaotic process. They are in charge of running the government until 1159, and then the new team comes in. 
And in that process, it is a very quick um, uh, movement of documents. They're literally put in boxes and moved out. Um, and I don't know what happened with Joe Biden, but it's quite possible that <clears throat> one of these boxes was brought to his office. He knew nothing about it. Um, with with Donald Trump, we've already heard from some of his aides that that he was that the president was directing some of these documents to be saved. Now, last point I'd make is this is not unique to this time period. The mixing of classified and unclassified documents. All presidential records since 1978 are considered public record, public materials. And so we have had a, a small amount of classified documents get mixed in with documents that will eventually be made available to the public and researchers like me. I've been to a number of presidential archives. Um, so I don't, I don't view this necessarily as nefarious or illegal. Um, there are a lot of questions about the way Donald Trump handled it, but you can go back in time, and I think you'd find other presidents have had a small number of, you know, not terribly important classified documents like briefing papers that were mixed in in this rush to vacate um, the White House or the vice president's offices. You know, I have been asking and having conversations with people that I know and trust, and they're saying, hey, these documents must have been placed in these areas. They, they must have been at Biden's home and all, all of those places they're saying these documents are showing up all of a sudden. They're saying, no, 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 somebody else placed them there. When you hear that, what do you say to America? What do you say to Americans who really, truly believe that? It's hard. I mean... What we know so far, and again, we need an independent investigation, is mm -hmm. that these were documents that um, Joe Biden's staff, and then when he left office, uh, the staff he had then, were handling. There's no evidence so far that Joe Biden even knew about these documents right. until quite recently, um, when they were brought to his attention. And he said, for goodness sakes, you know, to hand them over. Um, you know, it's obviously, as you said, an embarrassment um, and something that is going to be seen as, you know, all politicians do this. Um, I think they're very different cases. You know, I could, you know, here's an historic example. Before 1978, presidents took their private papers with them, including the, mm. the confidential ones um, and the classified ones. For Lyndon Johnson, he was terribly embarrassed about the way he'd handled the Vietnam War, and so he just took the incriminating documents with him when he left and took him to his ranch down in Texas. Um, and it was only with 1978, there was a law passed that said, no, the papers that presidents produce while in office actually belongs to the, the public. Um, and we still don't have a great process, frankly, for making sure that documents that are classified um, end up with the national archive system and not, you know, whether by accident or, or deliberate, end up somewhere else. 
end up somewhere else. That's amazing. I'm so glad that you told the story of what has happened before because we um, don't necessarily know all of that. I I have a book about the Civil War, um, and I, I remember reading it thinking, my gosh, this is so much information. There's so much information we don't know just as the citizens of this country, and it keeps changing. The laws change. We, we change. Our leaders change, and it's really frustrating, sir, and I know you've heard that from other people, yet I keep saying to myself, when are we going to get to the point where all of this is finally going to stop and we can go forward as a country? So what is the next step? Well, I would like to see an impartial uh, set of hearings in Congress that uh, examines how the classified documents are treated at the end of a presidency. And I think we've seen with both Donald Trump and Joe Biden um, cases where those documents uh, were not treated appropriately. And let me just emphasize, some of these documents, particularly the one that Donald Trump uh, had, had in this possession, are very important to our future. I mean, they're, they're about our, our safety. It's about, you know, how do we defend our country? Those are the kind of documents, some of which uh, Donald Trump had in his possession at his Mar-a-Lago um, retreat. So I, all this needs to be investigated, and I would like to see Congress update that 1978 law to make it more formal and more rigorous that the classified material is um, is boxed up by the National Archives and, and stored in a secure facility. Secure facility. I don't even know what that means anymore, considering where we're finding uh, different documents. It really is quite remarkable what is happening in our country. And I must say, sir, having you uh, to talk about this tonight, I really appreciate it. Um, last question for you. As you move forward and um, investigating in, in your own way, reading as much as possible, hearing as much as possible, and giving out the information to those of us that really don't understand and don't know it, I just want to say thank you for that, first of all. Second of all, I want to say that we need more civic classes to really deal with some of the things that are happening today. What I learned in civics in the 10th, 11th, and 12th grade is not what I'm seeing today. It's so different. And I'm wondering if you agree with that, that we have changed so many of our laws, changed the way we handle things, that it doesn't even feel like the same country to me. Well, I definitely agree with you about uh, civic education and um, a lot of those classes were phased out uh, because, you know, people wanted enrichment classes in the arts and people wanted, um, you know, more classes in science and, and math, you know, all of which are compelling arguments. But understanding how our government works is also compelling. And I think maybe the best example of that is some of the confusion over how our elections work. Um, and I'd like to see you know, part of that civics education explaining um, what an election means, who can run, how the ballots are counted, the multiple checks on the ballots that are cast to make sure that the process has integrity. Um, and these things are not secret. It's, it's, it's part of that, you know, one of those worlds that's not known publicly, but exists and it's very rigorous. Um, and it's, it's run by, I think, very honorable patriots. 
Well, Larry Jacobs, Director of the Center for the Study of Politics and Governance, we really appreciate you joining us tonight and having you on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you, thank you, and I hope we can reach out to you again. Always. Pleasure to talk. You too, sir. Take care. Okay. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 